This is episode 180, Stop Allowing Toxic People in Your Life with Ashley. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you all for listening. And a special thank you to all of you who leave ratings and reviews for the show. It means so much to me and it really helps the show. And it only takes a moment to leave a rating. You just go find over it and on with it on iTunes, click to rate, give it five stars. If you have some extra time to leave it a review too, I read them all and they mean so much to me. They very often bring tears to my eyes. I love my audience so much. I love when you connect with me. I love when you share on Instagram. I love when you message me. So just keep connecting because it just means the world to me. And it means so much to know this show is helping so many of you. That's what inspires me to keep doing it. So I'm sure you've probably seen all the promo for B-School that I and others have been doing. It's Marie Forleo's online training program for modern day entrepreneurs. And if you haven't listened to my podcast with Marie, whether you're interested in B-School or not, go back to last week's Coach's Corner and check it out. It is such a great conversation. And yes, she's been on the podcast before. But each year it's a new interview and we get into some juicy stuff about masculine and feminine dynamics in business. Also last night I hosted a free coaching call where I was answering anyone's questions about B-School and I was also giving people an opportunity to experience how I coach in business because a big part of my bonuses if you enroll in B-School through me is coaching you in group coaching calls and guided meditations that I do and also in a live one-day retreat that you get if you register for B-School through my link. So just go to christinehassler.com slash bschool. You'll see all the bonuses and that's how you register. Also, if you have questions, if you want to get some coaching from me, if you're on the fence about bschool, I'm hosting another free coaching call February 27th. Just go to christinehassler.com slash live to register. If you can't make it live, the call will be recorded for you. I have a great call for you today about getting someone that is toxic out of your life and taking action to set really healthy boundaries and enforce them. Even if you don't have someone that's toxic or draining in your life, you'll still get a ton of value out of this coaching session with Ashley. As you are listening to this call, consider, is there a toxic person in your life or someone that just doesn't treat you great, but you keep them hanging around? Do you keep people that are not kind to you in your life out of obligation or just simply because they're related to you? In your romantic life, do you go after emotionally unavailable people and obsess over why you can't get them, but then if someone does like you back, you're not that interested? Do you deeply trust yourself and your higher power? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Ashley. Ashley, welcome to the show. How can I help? My question is basically like I still deal with lack of self-worth. Like I'm aware of it, but I'm trying to integrate it. And I've kind of come to a conclusion that I mean, it's rooted with my relationship with my mom and she's still in my life so much. And I'm, I'm doing the work. I 
think would be necessary to integrate, right? But mm-hmm. nothing's really changing. And I'm just basically like trying to figure out how I can have her in my life because she's very involved because I'm a single mom and she helps with my son and I'm not financially independent yet. Mm-hmm. Um, how I can coexist with her with this toxic relationship, but at the same time somehow integrate self-worth because I'm still triggered by her constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's two separate things I'm hearing. One, the toxic relationship with mom and then two, the low self-worth. So those go together, but they're also separate. So let's, let's tease okay. them out a little bit. What is toxic about your relationship with your mom? My perception is like, I mean, I'm really into self-development. I believe that she's a narcissist, very codependent, and it's kind of created all the issues I've had my whole life until now that I'm, you know, doing the work I'm doing. And I'm trying so hard to heal and change my reality. But at the same time, I still find myself like my life creates self-sabotage or even like with dating, like the self-worth, like I cannot find how to get that root changed. And I feel like when I'm having her in my life, so involved is still like triggering and maybe it's related. I don't know if it is. That's kind of what happens in dating together. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, most of our issues with our parents definitely show up in our love life. So what happens in dating? I have this tendency. I mean, I know this is really common. I I go after emotionally unavailable and then, Mm -hmm. and then when people want me, I run the other way. But I love, I obsess and when someone like it has one foot out the door is making me feel unworthy. I obsess over it and then it doesn't work out. And then I wind up feeling that same way at the end. I'm like, I'm unworthy always at the end. Right. I wasn't good enough for them. And how did, in your perception, your mom make you feel not good enough? I realized I was constantly shamed, compared. I was never good enough. Love was conditional. It was constant chaos. Mm-hmm. constant. It was mm-hmm. just so dysfunctional mm-hmm. and it just wasn't real. What I believe is real love mm-hmm. it was very conditional and, and I was shamed a lot. And I feel like that has messed with me. Uh-huh. And does she still do that to you now? Yes. Like I can't do anything right. I was at her house the other day and I opened a box the wrong way for her. And she has to point it out and be like, Oh, of course, you know, you open it this way. Like normal people don't do this, you know, stuff like that. Do your kids see her treat you that way? Yeah. He's, he's about three. So he's not fully Mm -hmm. aware yet. I don't know, but that's what I'm worried about. I'm so afraid that she's going to have an effect on him and how I've been affected. Yeah. Yeah. Cause kids watch how their parents are treated by their parents and it does have an impact. So let's just take a deep breath together. So just take a deep breath with me. And first, let's just acknowledge that you're already breaking the cycle, that you're already aware that this is unhealthy, that you're acknowledging some of the difficulties that you went through as a child and that Mm -hmm. you're doing the work to try to shift it and heal it. So can you just be proud of yourself about that for a moment? Mm Mm-hmm. Like I I hear that there's a lot you still judge that you're doing wrong, yet can you really see how far you've come already? Yeah. 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 So to me, if I were to cut through all the kind of psychoanalysis, this where I see the solution is in your relationship with your higher power. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. 
I just got really into that aspect. Like I always kind of had a feeling, but I had like what I call like an awakening like a year ago. And that's when I got really into self-development and all Mm -hmm. of this. I just, I still kind of feel like I lack a sense of connection Mm -hmm. lately, but I mean, I I try, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do feel a little sometimes like hopeless with it. Like I feel it, but I don't, you know, kind of just... Yeah. Well, because you felt so unrooted and in your words, not love the way you wanted to. So even unloved, that's going to show up in your relationship with God, right? Because we project human characteristics on God sometimes. And so how we relate Mm -hmm. in our human experiences sometimes shows up how we relate in our spiritual life. And I love that you're starting to find that. And I love that you're starting to find that connection because that is the way home. That is the way to unconditional love. You will never find in your mom or a man what you really, really needed most as a child. You will find that inside of you and you will find that in your higher power. And the Mm -hmm. more you find that, the less you'll be triggered by anything outside of you and the less the self-worth thing will show up. The hiccup from my perspective, and this is just my opinion, is your mom is still in your life and she's still treating you the way she's treating you. And so the little girl in you doesn't quite trust you yet because you're not protecting yourself from her. Mm -hmm. And I understand that she has a caretaking role with your son, but Ashley, when we get super clear about our boundaries and what we want and what we don't want, we come up with very innovative solutions. And there's a part of me that's curious as to whether you've set it up to keep her in your life. So you almost need her because there's a part of you that's still hoping someday she'll love you. Probably. And that's okay. That's okay. She's your mom. It's very hard for us to wrap our head around the idea that our mom doesn't love us or accept us. And I know you know this, but I'm reminding you of this. This is about her, not you. She's a hurt little girl that didn't heal before she had you and raised you. And Mm -hmm. she can only love you to the degree that she loves herself. And if there is narcissism in there, and you know, that's a personality disorder. And you've taken that personally your whole life. Right. But, But I feel like why you are on the call with me today is to be very direct by pointing out, you keep ripping the scab. You keep picking at the scab by having mom so intimately in your life. And by having her Mm -hmm. take care of your son. Yeah. And part of how we heal issues is the emotional work and everything we talk about on the show and therapy and all of that. And how we integrate is we take different action. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's taking action that the little girl part of you starts to trust you more. And the little girl part of you and all parts of you start to see, oh, wow, Ashley is taking action and making decisions that protect us from, I'm going to say the abuse. Yeah. That makes sense. It really does. Yeah. How does it make sense to you? That just that 
changing my actions towards the situation is what will integrate it, like the shift, Mm -hmm. because I'm so frustrated with why the shift doesn't happen, but I guess I'm not really taking the action of letting it. I kind of, she still has like so much control. It's true. Yeah. And I really acknowledge your honesty and your willingness to see that. And, you know, it's not, you're not doing this because you're weak or anything like that. You're doing this because there's still a part of you that craves her love. Yeah, totally. So do I kind of have to like accept also that like that's not ever going to happen? Correct. When I make declarations like that, I always say to the universe, I am open to a miracle and I fully accept the way it is right now. And I'm going to let go of my attachment to needing it to change. When Mm -hmm. I have done that with people, and then grieved it, you know, felt my emotions about it, grieved through it, went through the anger and the sadness and all that kind of stuff. Because when we finally accept a relationship is never going to be the way we want it to, we have to grieve. We have to grieve our ideal of it so we can truly move on. But there's such freedom in that because then when the person does what they do that in the past would upset us, we go, there they are being them. There they are being consistent. But you're not yet at that point because everything your mom does, you still take personally because you thought it was about you. And as a little kid, of course, we think it's about us. We don't have the awareness to know differently. But as a grown up, when we parent ourselves, that's when we have to make different boundaries and make different choices. Mm -hmm. And to me, a very powerful action step you could take in your life is to have some distance from mom. And not have your narcissistic mother having such a role in your child's life. Right. Do you think just on side, like the self-worth stuff, I know it's like a different aspect of where it's like dating and it's other parts. But do you think it's tied to this that I haven't taken the action with that relationship or with my mom? What do you think? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would agree with that. Makes sense. Makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. So I'm actually sitting, I'm teaching a retreat this weekend in Laguna Beach and I'm sitting and looking at the ocean. And as we started talking about making this change, dolphins have been jumping out of the water like crazy right in front of my window. And definitely Google dolphin animal messenger, actually. Let me just look really quick. So I want to read to you because there's nothing is an accident, right? So I want to read to you some things about the dolphin animal messenger. The dolphin spirit animal represents harmony and balance. Dolphins are both highly intelligent and closely in tune with their instincts, striking a balance between the two states. Dolphins are also a symbol of protection and resurrection. Their playful nature is a reminder that everyone needs to approach life with humor and joy. Symbolism, peace and harmony, protection, playfulness and joy, resurrection, inner strength, and cooperation. They trust their instincts and intuition rather than overthinking things. Um, Symbols of protection. Dolphins have long been known to assist drowning people and to chase sharks away from people in the water. And symbol of inner strength and cooperation and resurrection. Dolphins have been linked to resurrection. The ancient Greeks believed they carried the souls of the dead to the afterlife. Oh, here we go. This is great. People who are attracted to dolphin spirit animal may find themselves on the cusp of a spiritual or personal rebirth. So so this comes back to what I was saying earlier about 
the answers really lie in your spiritual practice and your connection to the universe and really leaning into the own inner parent inside yourself. And what do you call your higher power? God? Me, source. Yeah. Source, leading into source energy and know you're protected and know that you can come up with an innovative solution to the issue of childcare or whatever it may be. But again, and this is, this is my opinion, but you seem to agree with it. It's more of a sense than an opinion actually, is that keeping your mom so much in your life in the intimate way that she is, and now playing a parenting role with your child is just keeping you in the cycle. Mm-hmm. And until that changes, it's, it's like trying to stop drinking, but you work as a bartender. Maybe down the road when you've been sober for years, you can work as a bartender and you're like, my issues with alcohol are done. It's not a big deal. But when you're Mm -hmm. first getting sober and all the stuff is coming up, working in a bar probably wouldn't be a great idea. Yeah. So what action steps can you start to take that will start to make you trust yourself and start to make you feel that you're worthy of really having a life you love and a f- and freedom from, in your words, this toxic situation. I mean, like belief wise, or just action. Start actually. Dist- I mean, um, what I'm thinking is that I, well, first of all, have to stop. Like, ha- I I like to you know like get. I'm 27, so I I like to get out and like I'm single, so I want to go out, you know. And I guess like I probably need to stop doing that because that's when she'll watch him for mm-hmm. me and. That's something I probably have to sacrifice and, you know, I have to also save money so that like I can figure out some sort of daycare situation. Yep. Yep. Because yeah. here's the thing, going out right now, any, any man you'd attract, actually I'd say any dude you'd attract because I don't know that you'd attract a really <laughs> healthy man right now mm-hmm. is not going to be worth your time and energy. Right. Your time and energy would much would be, and 27 is young. You have a lot of time to go out and date and have fun. And you're actually going to have way more fun dating and being out in the world when you're in a more healthy place inside yourself. So I love that you are able to see this and I would encourage you not to use the word sacrifice because really it's not, it's an investment. It's true. That's so true. It's an investment in your, your future relationship. It's an investment in the health and well-being of your son. It's an investment in your well-being. It's not a sacrifice. It's not. You're so right. You're so right. Yeah. Great. That's an awesome action step. What else? I don't know. I'm not even really sure. I mean, I already meditate and I'm trying to think of what else where I can feel more, you know, connection, like you said, with my, my higher power. Well, I would also encourage you to check in with little Ashley more often. Uh-huh. And listen to your self-talk and listen to how you mother yourself. Do you speak to yourself inside like the archetypical mother, like Mother Mary, that unconditional, loving, compassionate place? Or do you speak to yourself like your mother spoke to you? It's kind of both now. I've started to be better, but it's not fully there. <laughs> okay. So when your actual biological mother, when she shows up inside your head, I want you to bring that archetypical mother, we'll call her mother Mary. I want you to bring mm-hmm. her voice in and go, okay. 
and let's just say your mom's name is Judy. Okay, Judy, like I, I, this is not the way I want to talk to myself. Thank you so much for your opinion. And I'm asking, I'm giving you back to Judy Mm -hmm. and really be aware of how you've internalized your mother's voice. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are you working with anybody, a therapist or a coach or anything like that? I'm doing your personal mastery program right wonderful, now. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I just started it. So I'm on module two. Okay, great. 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 And in the future, as you're starting to save and have even more to invest in yourself, even through insurance or something like that, I would start to reach out to some kind of helper, therapist, coach, whoever it may be, so that you just have a guide and you have support because I'm guessing a lot of your life you felt alone and you felt like you had to be the parent. And so when you're in this journey of of healing and growth, it's wonderful to have someone by your side. Mm -hmm. And that can be me through mastery until, you know, until there's more funds there. But this is also the self-worth thing. As these issues of self-worth start to lift, more money will come. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That makes sense to me now that you're saying it for some reason, because that's been a thing too. I'm like, why can't I, what are my money blocks? Cause I feel like I have them and it's probably all related. I would say it's definitely related. That's crazy. So one step at a time. And I really want to acknowledge you for your willingness and your openness. To me, that's feedback. Then you're more ready than you believe. And I encourage you to, take this action step we're talking about, about getting some boundaries with your mom. So Mm -hmm. having her not watch your son and also, are there any other areas that you need boundaries with her? I mean, yeah, completely in every area possible. She set it up so that me and my sister just like are, are still her babies. And I've started to distance more than my sister, but she still controls me and I feel that and it drives me insane. I don't feel like I'm an adult. Well, and remember that no one can control us. You give her permission to do that. Right. So I would definitely read some books like Walking on Eggshells, Codependent No More, get on Amazon, start to learn about this dynamic because this is a little too complex, not in the sense of, oh my gosh, like it's, there's so much, but more that there's a lot of layers to this and there's only certain degree I can help you with in this short amount of time. But mm-hmm. being raised by a narcissist, having a codependent kind of a mesh relationship, that requires some unpacking. And there's so many wonderful books and resources out there in addition to mastery that I think will help you start to not only make sense of things, but give you tools. Because what you need right now is tools and action steps. So mm-hmm. that the part of you that doesn't feel worthy starts to see, oh, wow, like I am worth my own time and energy. I am worth standing my ground. Like I am worth speaking up for myself. Like I'm, I'm, I don't deserve to be treated this way. I'm worthy of more and I'm going to be a stand for that. Mm -hmm. Now that said, this is not about villainizing your mother. 
your mother's doing the best she can. And as you work through this, you'll eventually get to the point of compassion and forgiveness. You're probably not there yet. There's probably a lot of anger and grief and sadness. That's okay. Eventually you'll get to the point where you can just accept her for who she is. Okay. But in the meantime, some changes and some boundaries are required. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, you have a three-year-old little boy, play, mm-hmm. play. That's another message from the dolphins. Play with him. Give yourself the experience of being a child again as you mother him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, on those nights that, you know, I know he goes to bed and stuff like that, but, and you know, on nights where you could be going out or whatever, maybe you bake cookies with him or play something with him, like do the things with him that you never got as a child. Uh-huh. Now I'm getting emotional, sorry. That's okay. That's beautiful. What's the emotion that's coming up? I just, I've I've felt that, like, to be honest, like that I don't play with him enough. And I don't know why I'm so like that. Because I don't want to be like that. You're not like that. That's just a self-protective mechanism. You got your heart broken when you were really little by someone that you thought would love you. And so you just have some guards around it. But one of the reasons this little man came into your life is to open your heart again. So the only, the only male you need to be focused on is him. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And you have the opportunity to be an amazing mom. Thank you. And that starts with you. You know, the other strong message of the dolphins was resurrection. You get a rebirth. You get a do-over. Get I to love have, that. Get I love to have, that happened. <laughs> yeah. And you get to have your family. And you get to create your family. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> How do you feel now? I feel good. You see a little more clearly? Yeah, I feel like I had a like, breakthrough. Great. Here that like I kind of was knew was there, but like I was like there, but I I don't know. I wasn't ready to to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> that's normal. Some part of you must have been because you scheduled this call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, and that's really what I'm here for is to illuminate what you already know. Mm-hmm. One of my teachers used to say, you know, in coaching or guiding or therapy. What, what we're really doing as the guide is just walking into your own cave. Like in, in, inside of you are all the answers. And I'm just the guide that's taking the lantern into the cave and shining some mm-hmm. light so you can actually see the answers that are inside of you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. You're very wise. Tap into that inner wisdom more. Mm-hmm. Okay. special thank you and acknowledgement to Ashley for her willingness. I just love and appreciate my callers so much. You're just so coachable. And I want you to know these calls are not produced at all. They're not edited, you know, unless I cough or sneeze. (laughs) It's completely raw and unscreened. So the people that come on the show, this is how they show up. It's just amazing to me. Y'all are just awesome. And if you want to get coached on the show, you can get on the wait list. Or sometimes I post on Instagram. If I have openings, that's a good way to catch a last minute session. So be sure to follow me on Instagram and watch my stories. Okay. So let's dive into this call a little bit. 
she talked about two things. One, she, she said, how can I coexist with my mom with this toxic relationship? And then how does she deal with the self-worth? Well, like I said in the call, they go together, but they're also separate because she shared about how she has this mother that constantly shamed her, compared her to others, and her love was conditional. It's very dysfunctional. It wasn't real love. So of course that is going to create low self-worth, but that was perpetuated by the problem that her mom was still in her life. You know, she was asking, how can I coexist with her with this toxic relationship? Well, from my point of view, she can't right now. It was that metaphor I gave about being freshly sober and not being able to be in a bar. Eventually, you could probably do that once you've been sober for a while and work through the issues with alcohol. But when you're fresh working through the issues and you're in the bar day after day after day, then it's really hard to stay sober. So comparing that to Ashley, she's working through these issues of self-worth. She's attempting to heal her relationship with her mom, but her mom's in her life every single day and she keeps tolerating the behavior. So she continues to feel all the shame and all the judgment. So of course, it's going to be hard to feel any self-worth. Before I could really dive into coaching her into having some boundaries with her mom and basically getting her mom out of her life for a little bit, or at least not in her home taking care of her child, I needed to go into her relationship with her higher power so I could find out if she had an anchor. You know, before coaching her into boundaries with her mom and literally getting her mom out of her life, we needed to make sure she was connecting to her true parent, aka her higher power. See, it's harder to have boundaries and distance with primary people in our life, especially a parent, if we aren't rooted to something more healthy, right? If we aren't rooted to our higher power, which is the divine parent. So if she has that anchor inside herself, then it's going to be easy to feel like she can create this separation without feeling like she's having a major, major loss. The other thing we talked about is that the little girl in her is not trusting her because she's really not protecting herself. Then I gently brought forward the possibility that she's keeping her mom around because she's hoping she will change. And that was really the biggest aha moment in this call. And I hope that was an aha moment for you. A lot of times we think we're keeping around toxic people or keep tolerating toxic people because we're weak. No, we're hurt. <laughs> and we are hoping that someday they'll love us. Someday they'll see us. Whether it's a parent whose validation and love we want, or even a boss who we allow to treat us poorly because we're hoping someday they see how really we are good at our job. But we have to realize that we can't change people and we can't keep toxic people around hoping they will change. So healing is not just the inner work. It's not just the inner work of working with the self-worth. It's the outer work as well, especially when it comes to dealing with toxic people. We have to take action. So with Ashley, she didn't have anyone to protect her from her mom's shaming and conditional love as a child. So she must do that now. We must do the things for ourselves as adult that no one else did for us when we were kids. She has to accept that her mom will never change, let go of that attachment to needing it to change. There's freedoms in that. And then we also have these dolphin animal messengers come to us. Like, how cool was that? Nothing is an accident. And that's why I wanted to Google it and read it to you all right there on the call. And dolphins symbolize protection. She's got to protect that little girl, inner strength. She's got to make these choices to have these boundaries. Trusting instincts. She knows something's up with this. And resurrection, 
which is really rebirth. Ashley's giving herself another chance to be reborn, to have the childhood she never had with her son. That was another emotional moment in the call when she realized she's not really playing with her kid. She's not being a kid because she's keeping herself in this abuse cycle by having mom in her life. And that created an opening for us to talk about solutions. And she mentioned sacrificing, going out and dating. But actually, as we talked about, it's not a sacrifice at all. It's an investment in the well-being of herself, her son, and her future relationship. Another action step we discussed is to become more mindful of her self-talk, to bring in the voice of that unconditional loving mother. And I also suggested reaching out to some kind of therapist or guide or helper to have someone by her side since she had to parent herself for so much of her life. And as the issues of self-worth begin to lift and she starts to take action to trust herself, more money will come. Finally, I want to be clear about not making her mom wrong in this call. Her mom is not bad or wrong as a person. However, her behavior is not healthy to be around. Her mom's not the villain. She's just a very hurt person and hurt people hurt people. But that doesn't mean we have to sit around and take the hurt. Rather than wanting her people to change, we have to protect ourselves from them and make changes to not let the hurt keep happening. That takes both outer actions like boundaries as well as doing the inner work to depersonalize their behavior and amp up our self-worth. So some takeaways from this call. Boundaries. What boundaries do you need to have in your life? What people have reached their expiration date and that you need to take out of your life? Remember, the universe meets us at the point of action and intention. So you can do all the inner work that you want, but if you don't take action, then not much is going to change. Next, do things that make your younger self trust you. Remember what I said. As an adult, it's our responsibility to give ourselves things that the little one didn't have when we were growing up. Next, get a guide. Ashley's taking the mastery course. I'd love to be your guide. Go to christinehaster.com slash mastery to join me there. Or just start praying and calling in that the right healer guide teacher comes along for you. Finally, connect with that little one inside regularly and be a stand for your worthiness. You deserve healthy healthy people around you, healthy relationships. And the more you take action to cultivate that, the more you'll feel your own worthiness. You are worthy of having people around you that love you and see you. I love you very much. I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.